Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the wonderful Michael J. Russ uh, for another delightful conversation. And today, I asked Michael uh, a very big question, what makes you shine? And obviously, the, the obvious answer is you. You are what makes you shine. And as simple as that may sound, People don't really realize how amazing they are. Um, I was reading a quote. It was by a woman. Her name is uh, Elaine Pagels. And she said that there's a light within each person and it lights up the whole universe. And I really, really love that. Um, I think that for so many of us, uh, whether it be a lack of self-confidence that we don't utilize our gifts or whatever it is that we stay in our comfort zone and we don't really allow ourselves to shine. I think shining brightly is something that you do not because you're trying, but it's because of who you genuinely are. So I'm so eager to start this conversation. Michael, you know, you shine so brightly and it is genuinely you. And so I'd like to welcome you and uh, love to hear your thoughts on this beautiful topic um, about shining from within. Well, thank you. Um, you're lovely yourself. You know that. Uh, every time you look in the mirror and you sense yourself, other people, I'm sure, sense it as well. We have a, we both have this uh, a deep connection to what in what we love to do in our lives, and um, this is my uh, actual uh, gift. Um, I say it's a gift. It's uh, my secret. My my secret that I discovered decades and decades ago as a young man was to uh, connect with what I loved, to recognize, I should say, what I enjoyed doing and do more of it and keep discovering other things that you love to do and keep doing it. Uh, we as one of my, one of my, when I'm thinking really deeply about a macro level in the world at large and how we can solve some of the some of our biggest problems nowadays we look at um, at that the young people that we have growing up now generation Z uh, generation Gen X uh, um, uh, we have a youth that is into the digital world they they are born into a digital world and it's a world that is totally foreign to someone like me. I'm 64, uh, and I grew up in a world that was very appropriate with regard to technology. Uh, it was a manual can opener versus an electric. You know, uh, it was um, it was uh, how you call it. Instead of digital, it's analog. Grew up in an analog world, uh, mm -hmm. and. It, it, what's interesting is, it, is, is that <clears throat> this contrast between analog and digital, we want it, we want it higher, we want it faster, we, you know, we want to be able to achieve things more quickly. The, what gets lost in the mix is our connection to our world around us, to what we, what we enjoy. We, 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 it kind of slips by. What we, we, we do something, we could be really good at it, but we were so busy trying to get it up on social media and get likes and show it to other people and get praise or acknowledgement that we don't think about how we felt 
about what we did. And we must take time to feel the deep sense of satisfaction from something that we do, that we engage in. You see, and uh, I mean, I, I, let's just take dancing, for instance. Dancing is everywhere. Uh, every, every ad agency in the world now is using dancing to sell goods and services. Dancing. Everything from, from pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, it, this is what I look at when I'm, watching, <laughs> when I'm watching television, I see commercials. I'm watching for trends and patterns and things. And uh, how, how advertisers are looking to convey something to us. And uh, if, you, if you've ever seen a Wayfair commercial, commercial, they were the ones who initially kicked this whole thing off. Wayfair was all about dancing. It was all about dancing in your living room when you had, next to the thing you bought at Wayfair. It was all about expressing yourself in relationship to what you purchased from Wayfair online, furniture, goods, whatever it was that you bought from them. And then there was the song that went along with it, but there was, but they, but they had two or three people kind of dancing and they shift, jolt between different people. And then I noticed everybody was doing it. They were, if you weren't dancing, <laughs> you're, you know, I mean, you're, you're, it, every commercial had to have some sort of dancing in it. And I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Well, dancing makes people feel good. Right? And there's some people who really are good dancers. And then you start looking at all the social media out there. TikTok is mainly, ha, ha, a large percentage of TikTok media is about dancing. It's people dancing, people creating dances, people um, designing things. And I'm sure it's, it's, it's for likes. It's to become a, uh, an influencer in some way. However, when you have the skill and the ability to do something like that, you have to stop for a moment and recognize how it makes you feel. Before you even, regardless of whether TikTok is around, just dancing in your living room, if you're good at it, and, and, and who knows, you're the one who's going to judge whether you're good at it or not. You just feel good. When you ever, whenever you do things that make you feel good, you shine. It's an automatic. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's just something that occurs. When you... When you decided to turn another one of your uh, houses into an Airbnb, we're talking about this last week, from, from impossible to possible, you didn't think you'd get it done, and you did get it done. And you, I hope it went well on Saturday, by the way. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, uh, did it go well? It did. Thank you. It did. Thank you very Excellent. much. That's awesome. So, you know, that's kind of like the, 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 the culmination of, of, of uh, experiencing possible. And I know you being a person who, I know you took at least five, ten minutes to just feel the gratitude and, and uh, for being able and giving thanks to your source within or uh, to, to, to be able to make that happen, you know, the, the experience of it. You just live in it. When you come to the end of something that, that you thought was initially impossible, the, the feelings are just huge. That, that shine you create, the smile that shows up on your face, the feeling you have going throughout your body, every fiber of your being is resonating in positivity and in, uh, in love for yourself and the project you've been able to complete. That is the shine. It's the shine. It's the moment being in the present with whatever it is and being satisfied, fully satisfied with it. To me, that's the shine. And I purposely make sure that I put myself with deep intention 
in I involve myself in things that help me experience that feeling. Whether I'm going to go downstairs in the garage in the carport and pull out those two stenopeters that are in boxes that I have to put together, I'll you know when I get to those, I'll enjoy every moment of putting them together and getting them into the backyard next to the fireplace, outdoor fireplace, huh? and they'll be ready to roll. And and when you put something together with your hands, the coolest thing is that you get to see it. From every time you see it, you know that you did that, right? And um, mm-hmm. That's why, you know, I, I, my dad instilled that in me. You know, my dad was really good at uh, carpentry and, and woodworking, and he had this big DeWalt table saw, and one of those older ones that just went forwards and backwards, you know. And it was, <laughs> right. you could adjust it to the angles, right? You could adjust it to the angles and stuff. And he, it, it's, it's just, and I loved him for his creativity. He made jewelry, uh, believe oh it or not. He made yeah, he made jewelry for people. I'm going, oh, he never made any jewelry for us, you know, but he made jewelry <laughs> for people. He had this skill, he had this, this little talent thing that he never, you know, he, he didn't, he did it for himself and he took great joy in making something for someone. It wasn't a business, it wasn't a thing, it was just he, he took great joy in it and uh, I have a piece of, believe it or not, um, I have a piece of uh, petrified small piece of uh, petrified mastodon uh, mm. tusk, uh, an ancient, not ancient, 50,000-year-old mastodon tusk that was been petrified. That's pretty he, ancient. <laughs> he, cut off of, he cut off of and he made a piece of jewelry in some way. I know I never saw the piece That's of jewelry. Fun. Okay. I, I got a piece of walrus tusk here that he used to make, you know, because back in the day in the, in the 60s, the late 50s, and, and we were in Alaska from 58 to 61. And uh, I have two walrus, three walrus tusks here that he's been carrying, he carried around for his entire lifetime. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I just have them. It's, it's kind of cool. I put them on a shelf. Uh, and one piece he had, he had cut and made some jewelry out of. I don't even know what he did. I'm like, I look, every time I look at it, I go, I want to cut off about a half-inch piece and just put it on a grinder and see what comes out, you know, kind of make something with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so in my mind, I, I picture what I could make out of it. I just, I've been thinking on it for years, and I will come to the point where I will, I will uh, discover the instrument that I can use to carve it, to polish it, to maybe grind it down into something really, really beautiful. Uh, for myself or for my girlfriend or whatever. Uh, but literally, you ask the question, what makes me shine? And that's it. It's it's involving myself in whatever talents and gifts that I have. Now, we were talking a little, little bit ahead of the show, and I always think about this. When I give my talks, I always encourage people to go back and revisit their talents and gifts. What did they discover when they were young that they – that brought them in an immense sense of satisfaction that they gave up somewhere along the line, you know, Mm -hmm. because gifts and talents, they ground us. That light that you're talking about, that you shine, that that emanates from you, that resonates from you, it's a frequency, it's higher frequencies. It's love, Mm -hmm. it's joy, it's enlightenment, it's um, uh, satisfaction, it's it's immense self-love. This is what you emanate and, and it attracts people to you. 
And I, I sit around thinking about how people can, how I can communicate that to people. That, that when you feel, when you're in your darkest hour, when someone in your family is sick, when uh, your child is sick, when your significant other is, is sick, uh, going through, uh, or people you know around you have, uh, that you spent time with have, have passed away, they're no longer here, or there's whatever it may be that has brought you down. The moment that you engage one of your talents and gifts, you go to it, you will, the sense of satisfaction you get will ground you, it'll balance you out. Because in my view, when we're unhappy, we're experiencing deep sadness, that's living in the lower frequencies, we're out of balance not where we're meant to be. We're supposed to be in the higher frequencies. And the whole idea is, how do we go from lower to higher frequencies? And you do it by, in my view, your talents and gifts are a function, um, they function as alchemy. As alchemy, you change your, <clears throat> your, your thoughts, your feelings, your inner conversations, and your responses to life. That's what you can do with uh, with mm-hmm. your your talents and gifts and how they can. I mean, there's a myriad of things that happen. We we talked. We'll get in a moment about the uh, about you know how we younger people are not being given it, the opportunity to experience to find out what they're what they're good at, what talents or gifts they actually have. They are in essence, in my view, uh, being corralled into the digital world thinking that that that's what now you may be you're good at maybe really good at photography maybe really good at editing and film editing and those are those are unique gifts that you can use for a, a lifetime however mm-hmm. the expectation is what 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 i see going on is the engagement of talents and gifts stri- strictly for the acknowledgement strictly for acknowledgement and where this becomes dangerous is that you have to ask yourself, am I doing this for the acknowledgement or am I doing this because this makes me feel good, because it gives me an immense sense of satisfaction? And whether there was zero people in the room, I'd love the heck out of this. I love doing this because it makes me feel amazing. You see, now it's everything for, for acknowledgement, for likes and for hearts and for you know, thumbs ups and, and all of that. And that's, a, that's an illusion. If that's the reason, if that's the expectation, is I'm going to engage in this thing because I know that what I'm looking for is the maximum acknowledgement I can get, and it doesn't happen, then what happens to those feelings? What happens to those right. feelings? They dissipate. It's all for the, 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 the commitment the, the, to do whatever it is that you're involved in has been... Uh, co-opted by the deep desire for a dopamine or endorphin hit from the acknowledgement that you get from having done what you did. When the dopamine or endorphin hit should be the satisfaction you get with nobody being around. I mean, to me, that's, that's, what I, that, mm-hmm. that's the difference between an analog and a digital, digital world. Um, live performance is another thing altogether. But you won't find a musician out there who's really into their craft that doesn't develop, that doesn't have a deep sense of satisfaction, even if, when they're alone, right. not performing for someone else, right? Uh, so that's mm-hmm. it. So let me let me ask you, what what do you do? What do you participate in that 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 uh, makes you shine? That gives you that that glow. 
when you were asking me about the Airbnb, I love to treasure hunt. And when I treasure hunt, I love to find very unique and unusual things. And in my Airbnbs, I create very unusual spaces. Um, Just it sort of everything sort of just comes together. Nothing matches in my world. I sort of (laughs) call my decorating style uh, like a maverick bohemian style. So, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think it it sort of stemmed out of a a time in my life when I I bought my house when I was 25 years old and I didn't have a lot of money. I actually uh, quit my job shortly after I bought my house and started my own business and I think the first year I made $18,000 which was a lot of money to pay my mortgage and do remodeling and everything else so I got really creative I found all of these fun little treasure stores where I could you know find things that other people had discarded and repurpose them into something beautiful and that has sort of I've never really given that up I have enjoyment in treasure hunting and when I bring something that has been discarded to life in a new way that makes me shine it really makes me feel good and then when people come into my spaces nothing like I said nothing really matches but everything sort of just comes together and it fits the colors uh, you know for instance I found a pair of curtains at a thrift store but I had two windows but I only had one set of curtains but six months later I found another set that was matched the ones that I had but in the meantime I you know hung up a different set of curtains that were sort of similar in the same color range but they worked and uh, what was so interesting was I had a film shot at one of my houses there was an independent filmmaker who asked if he could use my house to shoot in and it was so interesting cool. to see the decor and how he interpreted different paintings different um, textures some of the things that were in the house uh, one of the things that's in my one house is an old chest that came uh, from Europe it, it the date in there was like 1846 with all of the family's belongings in it and I bought it at an auction I used to love going to auctions and seeing what I could find and I didn't pay very much for it $40 but it has so much soul and so much history and every time I look at it it makes me happy and I think that's really what um, shining is all about what is it that brings you happiness and makes you feel happy for me I like creating spaces where people feel comfortable and welcome and when I get the feedback from my guests that they do feel welcome and Jesus is so comfy and cozy I feel like I'm at home I sleep better slept better at your house than I did do in even my own bed what is it and it's because I I just want people (laughs) to feel that sense of of you know just a comfort that that I would want to feel somewhere I want them to feel welcome and that's really you know a big part of it for me I think that when you know whatever it is I and when we you were talking before Michael about you know the gray days and it made me think of an Almond Brothers song and I don't quite know all the lyrics but I know it starts off you and you can't find the light and there's cloudy days and it's 
that's when you need to let your soul shine. And I'm going to have to look up the lyrics and I'll post them on our Instagram because I think that's really what it is. It's like that inner knowing, that inner light that we all have access to that sometimes we forget about. You know, what is it that makes you unique? What is it that makes you feel joy? Uh, All of those things are the things that make your soul shine. And it's so important to me uh, for other people to see that, to see that light and to feel that from me. My mother, I think, was one of those people who really shone brightly. She had such a sense of unconditional love. She loved everybody, and especially young children, and she would just delight in so many things. And when people would see her, they would see that. And, you know, oh, I just love your mother. That's what people would tell me all the time. Mm -hmm. I love your mother. Well, I loved my mother too. And it was because she did. She was, it was a genuineness. It was um, a caring. It was, she just had this big, huge heart that she wanted to wrap around the world. And I suspect that your mother is the same way. That no matter where you were in the world. Yeah. She yes. she mm-hmm. she did that. Everybody probably wanted <laughs> your mom to be their mom. I mean, I just I just well, feel true. her. I just you know yeah. And I she think that a, when I'll, we I'll be senior at the end of the month. She was part. She was senior of the month. Oh, that's fantastic. Se- no, uh, no, 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 no. I will be seeing oh. her at the end of the month oh, in less oh, than I'm two sorry. weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go to California and spend six days with her. Oh, that's wonderful. And, uh, you're. You're right about one thing. That's interrupting, but you're right. You're completely right. Your mother was 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 really amazing, and uh, my mother is is gets that same uh, acknowledgement from from people. She's got a great smile. She's got a great disposition. She shines. She's got great energy. And at 94 years old, I think that's what really uh, that's why she's living so long is because she uh, has a tremendous light inside of her that that shines she has Mm -hmm. no problem she loves being alone in her own little environment she's surrounded by all her um decades of stuff that we've collected and from travels around the world and living around the world and uh she's very comfortable the energy that resonates from her house is is perfect for her it just helps her um it, it it helps her shine it gives her um it gives her it gives her back the energy that she put into finding them, and I got to tell you something. We have something in common. I love yeah. going to antique stores. I'm fascinated by old things. You know, when I traveled around the world, uh, and I would go to uh, I've been to the Acropolis twice and the Vatican three times, and um, the, the Sistine Chapel before and after restoration. Uh, and I've seen things that it just fascinates me what what people can create. Number one, mm-hmm. and the other thing that fascinates me is the the how the pieces that I see how you when you go into an antique store you see things from a different era, mm-hmm. and you can you can touch something and you can imagine yourself being in that era. <clears throat> you can. Uh, it, it just it fascinates the heck out of me. I I could walk I could spend hours in an antique store, 
just seeing something and going, wow, somebody used that. They, this is the way they did this with this thing. They did. <laughs> and, and my girlfriend's looking at me going, are you ready to leave yet? Uh, no, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll leave. But dang, I could stay in here all day. That little, one of my dreams <laughs> yeah. in life, one of my goals, because, you know, I've got no space for the stuff that I would just buy because it's just cool and old, right? right. <laughs> I had this idea. Yep. I had this idea to go to you. Let me put it this way. I was in London. I was in London. I was in England for two weeks back in 1995 and with my brother and sister and uh, my wife at the time. And the day before I left London, actually it was, it was the morning before I was leaving. I was leaving in the afternoon. I got up at 7 o'clock and I went to this flea market that uh, was in a certain part of town, Okay. Now we are talking. I, I think I know here. the exact flea market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I went to. The, I know it happens all. It happens every weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to this flea market, and I'm looking. At, I'm just looking through it. I'm fascinated by what I'm seeing. Fascinated by what I'm seeing, and I ended up buying one little thing for my sister. I bought her the, the her uh, first name. Her she's Angela. So I bought a. I bought the a of a um, out of an old printing press set of you know a set of uh printing blocks right um in script and it was an old you know that's how they used to print back then they'd line up the blocks with the letters and form what they wanted to and then they'd run the paper over it right and this Mm -hmm. happened to be something that was that was for a title and it was about an inch in size so i bought her that little block letter right printing letter and I brought it back and I gave it to her for Christmas um, but because you can still stick it in ink and then put it on something you know it was good for when you're writing snail mail um, mm-hmm. letters and envelopes to people which is what we used to do you know we used to write letters instead of sending off emails um, yep so I loved that place I was I was seeing things I was seeing you know signatures and other stuff and I'm going mm, I don't know Winston Churchill, I don't think that's actually really, you know, Winston Churchill's thing. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, but there's old papers. Uh, I've, got, I've got old, uh, there, was a, there was a store in Sacramento, old downtown Sacramento uh, along the river, uh, where uh, it, was, it was the place where the, the, the gold rush really began, right? The gold rush mm-hmm. uh, really happened. And... Um, I was, I got to tell you, I was, I was so amazed by, well, when I walk into some of these antique stores, I bought a, an old bearer bond from 1846, and it was one of the initial municipal bonds that helped, that financed um, the expansion of, of, of Sacramento, the city That's of Sacramento. Fascinating. Yeah, I've got it. I'm looking at it and going, I haven't framed it yet because I have like, I don't know, six or eight of them. Uh, that bond and something else. Old stock certificates. I've got Pepsi. I've got Enron. I've got some of these other old stock certificates because the art is so phenomenal. It's beautiful. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just beautiful stuff. Um, so, you know, I have this stuff and I'm going, oh, I've got to buy that. Oh, i got to buy that because it's just so gorgeous. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with it, but <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy it. It it is amazing. I love old things, and we would have a heck of a time going to to a, a flea market of old stuff, you know, old oh, trunks sure. and 
I mean, I figure out, I'm going like, I can repurpose that. I just want that sitting in my house. That's, that's what I want with that thing. I just want right. it sitting there. Uh, but I had right. this idea. I said, what about going to Europe and going into these flea markets and getting things like old signage and other stuff and putting it in a container and bringing it back and exposing it to people here? I, I thought that would be a, a really mm-hmm. cool idea to do. The stuff that – I'm not talking about antique furniture and cups and dishes and saucers and – this is the stuff that has immense value from a perspective of, you know, it can be auctioned off at Sotheby's. I'm talking about just the stuff that, that is yeah. because it's a lot older and it has some sort of meaning, street signs, this other kind. Of, I mean, I'd, I'd love that. I just, yep. I could just sit around and envision uh, doing that and having such a great time running through Europe doing that, finding those things, those treasures. I, w- I was going to post um, in the theme of making the impossible possible. It's so interesting that you bring that up because I found a really interesting video of a pencil sharpener from the 18, 1810, I think is what it is. And it's fascinating. It's a fascinating machine. And it was such a great video. I was so happy somebody made it because I thought to myself, here is somebody's creativity. They had a need. They created something that didn't seem possible. <laughs> I mean, when you see this thing, oh, my gosh, it's just amazing. And it, it is it's making something, you know, impossible possible. But I'm sure that whomever invented that, when they first showed it to somebody, look what I made. I mean, that's really when you shine. And as you were saying, Michael, you know, when you create something and you're like your father with his jewelry, when he made his jewelry a gift to somebody that felt wonderful in his heart I'm sure and it filled him with so much joy and I'm sure he shined you know just so brightly Mm -hmm. and the person who received something that was so special also felt that and shone bright in their own heart and and I think that when you do that that's what it is it's you know it it's about doing something whether you know I think we shine when we perform a selfless act um, I mean there's lots of different things and you know really getting to tune into what it is that makes your soul shine really believing in yourself that you can do something um, I think dancing is a great example uh, for me I love to dance I dance around my house like an uh, you know, some crazy woman <laughs> by myself. You know, so I'm dancing by myself. Uh, you know, if it's a great piece of music and I enjoy the vibe, I may you might find me doing leaps down my hallway, <laughs> dancing with my dogs, whatever it is. There you go. It, it I makes love it. Me happy. I love it. Yeah, the thing about dancing is so it's infectious. You know, you can be infectious. I, mm-hmm. I think my girlfriend looks at me. Uh, she looks at me in a very strange way when I, uh, when I put on a song, turn it up. You know, I have certain certain music I'll listen to, and I'll move it to a playlist, and it's a dancing playlist. And mm-hmm. like a, there's a couple of songs I've come across lately that this, they 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 get deep inside of it of, of every fiber of your being, and they just you know move it to a whole new level. And just, just the, the way the beat comes off, the way the melody is, and the, the backbeat, the drum backbeat, it's just so spectacular. 
And I have these songs. I have about almost hmm, 10 songs, basically, that, that I, I can put on, and it just completely shifts my mood. And what people don't understand is that when it comes to personal alchemy, music is, talents and gifts are one thing. Music is another. Music mm-hmm. can move you. Now, the, the universe, in my view, and the view of various scientists and others, music, musical notes, um, are the way I, I think it's been professed that when we, uh, the, the, what was it, Close Encounters of the Third Time, it was notes, it was musical notes uh, that, mm-hmm. that communicated with, with aliens, with uh, people from another world. Uh, it's what we have in common is resonance, resonating musical notes. And so mm-hmm. they, do, they can do things to you. They can change your physiology. They can change your – music can change your physiology. I wrote three books – no, four books, four books, um, while just literally in, in those days it wasn't – it was like repeat. It, it, today it would be called streaming. But um, <laughs> I have Mozart for Creativity. I have a, a four Mozart tapes, um, Mozart for Creativity, uh, Mozart for here they are right here. Mozart for uh, unlock your creative spirit. Mozart heal the body. Mozart strengthen your mind. Um, this basically because what they discovered is the impact that Mozart Mozart music Mozart's music can have on you in those three things. So I I would write <coughs> excuse me I would write uh, I wrote four books four audiobooks while just sitting, literally listening to uh, the Mozart for creativity. And it's just such a, it's really interesting how it impacts your brain waves and uh, how it ha- actually assists you. Music can do that. You can, you, you can I'm, I'm not the only one who's, who's I'm, I'm sure, uh, listening to it for that particular reason, but um, I, it assisted me. Instead of writing in silence, I wrote with something playing in the background that could help me I help unlock the creativity in my mind. And I believe it was successful based on the fact that I did complete the projects. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, completely and self-published them and everything, recorded them. Uh, and, and I love it. I love doing that. And I put them on every once in a while when I, when I feel I need a little, little creative jolt. Because uh, uh, if, if I've not got enough stuff running through my mind, um, that's, uh, that's something that happens. So... They're out there. I discovered them in a, in a metaphysical bookstore, and I bought four CDs. Um, the healing one's really kind of cool. And the music is so neat. It's just, it's awesome mm-hmm. just to listen to it. You know, you, you can, uh, uh, the impact it has on you is, 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 can be phenomenal. Music can do that, uh, which is why I don't listen to certain kinds of music, certain kinds Absolutely. of music that don't, way. you know, that, yeah, it, certain kinds of music can just, to me, they, I, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to diss somebody else's creativity. However, the way, what they do for me is they take me to lower levels of energy. They don't impact me in a positive way. And mm-hmm. uh, so I stay away. I know what to stay away from, what kind of music not to listen to. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, to someone else, it may, it may invigorate them. To me, it doesn't. Uh, and that's right. something that we have to find out for ourselves. Yeah, can I uh, just share something with you about that? So some music really affects the thymus gland, and the thymus gland rests, like, in the middle of the breastbone. So, uh, And when we did uh, tapping, one of the things that you do for stress is to actually 
tap or thumb on the thymus, three thumbs on the thymus gland will help you deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Gorillas have one of the largest thymus glands of any species that there is because they thump their thymus whenever they feel fear. So music that is has a dissonant energy that affects that thymus in a negative way or an opposite of positive way really does harm you. And a lot of music I can it's that big boom uh, that comes from a lot of music that is sort of overpowering it, it creates a dissonant energy. So it actually is sort of creating a chaotic field and makes things more difficult. It would be one of those things that I would say that would maybe keep you from shining. Uh, if you want to strengthen what it is, just give yourself three tap, three taps in the first thing in the morning and it'll help you deal with a lot of the anxiety or stressors that come up. It is that fight or flight is controlled by that thymus gland. So. Probably, I'm guessing that that may be why you don't resonate with it. You know, that for you, your life is about emitting an energy that's positive, explosive. You know, you want to be a catalyst for change and really impact people in a positive way. And so when you hear things that are not so much, and and there's certain musics where the frequencies are not conducive to our own human energy field. And so you just for me, mentioned I'm something. the same with you. Go ahead, please. Yeah, you just mentioned something right there, catalyst. Um, you know, we could talk about the fact that, and I'd love for you to expound upon this, how, how we feel, how, how we feel, that what we're resonating, what we, our shine impacts the world. Speak to that for a second, because I know you're very big into energy and, uh, and energy management and energy healing. And what, we, what I understand is that what we resonate goes out into, into the consciousness of the world and impacts it in a positive way, although I'm not going to get scientific about it. Uh, however, I know that that happens, and other people... Uh, have pointed that out as well. Could you speak to that for a second for our for our audience? Um, sure. What's what's so interesting, and there there's a term called entrainment. And for anybody who's ever walked into a clock shop, you will see that clocks all seem to be ticking. You know, not the digital, obviously, but if it's a, a traditional clock, that they will all be in the same synchronistic tick-tock, tick-tock. If you mm-hmm. use a tuning fork uh, and you strike it, and you, know, you can actually test your own field by taking a tuning fork and running it up, and you'll hear a shift in the vibration and the frequency. Each one of our organs has a resonant frequency, our field around us, and there again, music as well. Now, um, what I find so fascinating with, you know, energy and, and resonance and frequency is that the heart itself emits a resonant frequency. And, and we've spoken about this in the past with the Heart Math Institute and what they've found, the energy that is emitted from the heart can be measured miles away from the physical body. And so when we right. speak something or think something or 
even feel something from our heart that is going to be transmitted to somebody else and maybe miles away. And so when you have somebody within your field, and, and music is so, so important. You, know, you can create resonant frequencies. There is um, something called sound healing, which a lot of people may not be aware of, but when you go for a session or a sound bath, it's just really phenomenal. And, you know, the Native Americans used it. Uh, you look at the Tibetans who do the tonal uh, throat singing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there's, just, there's just so much of it. But the, the sounds that are emitted literally soothe and can alter the emotion and the mental states of, of the human physicalness. They can alleviate stress. They cleanse the negativity, you know, on literally all levels. And when you um, are in a frequency that is a resonant frequency, it just brings you back to who you were truly meant to be, in my opinion. Have you had experiences with resonant frequencies and and music, such as like the, the crystal singing bowls? I had uh, not crystals. I had the uh, the, uh, the Tibetan bowls. I've had uh, a sound therapy for the, uh, with those bowls before a session, and uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, the way you feel when you're done is just it's it's exceptional. Um, you know, there's so many there's so many uh, sounds in our world that are disruptive uh, to our physical body, and we don't recognize it. We don't realize it. We just live with them. Right? We just do mm-hmm. our, we just, you know, go about our day. Uh, and what's, what's, what we, those kinds of, those kinds of therapies or exposing yourself to uh, various music. Um, speaking of music, your, your friend Frankie Love. Uh, mm-hmm. when, I, when I walk and I listen to her music, it makes my walk that much more enjoyable. It is amazing, and if I, I've even meditated to her music. It's phenomenal. The resonances, the frequencies, the the flow, it just makes you feel amazing. I'd rather I'd rather meditate to sound uh, than simply silence. It's just it's like a mm-hmm. double. It's like adds a layer of of depth to what I'm doing. And it can take you deeper into alpha state. Music in resonance can do that, take you deeper into alpha state. It can, give, it can be a guide for getting there. And I, I use it that way, and I absolutely love it. Uh, and, you know, around where I am, there's not, I don't, there must be somebody around here doing, doing uh, uh, resonance therapy, musical therapy, sound therapy. Uh, mm-hmm. I just haven't really connected with them because I have my own thing that I do around here. I've got various CDs and things that I use. And, uh, you know, here's an interesting thing, too. I I live a mile and a quarter from the beach. I don't live on the beach or close to the beach anymore. Uh, however, I use – I found a great app <laughs> with called – I think it's called Rain Rain that I use. Okay. It's got – some of the most realistic sounds of waves lapping uh, on the shore 
waves crashing on the shore, lapping on the shore in a very soft way, not like hurricane-like crashing and pounding. There is a wonderful and highly realistic uh, thunderstorm kind of uh, – uh, there's a couple different thunderstorms. Rain on a roof, rain uh, 3D. I just love it. And I listen to these – I let these things play all night. I let, I let that sound play all night. If I happen to wake up, I go right back to sleep because I'm, I'm, I love the, the sound with the vibrations that are being put out. And it's very realistic. That's one thing I found amazing is that it's extremely uh, realistic. Um, and I don't know if you go to sleep, Katie, <laughs> you probably go to sleep to, to uh, uh, I'm going to uh, assume, uh, silence. You just fall asleep. Um, I happen to love the sound and uh, that it, how it fills the room. I have it on a, a, Bose, a portable Bose speaker, which happens to really resonate uh, around, the, uh, around the room. And I get it to a certain mm-hmm. lower volume, and it's just there. You know, it's just there, and it's really cool. Um, but it is, oh. I think the app is called Rain Rain. I think it costs like $30 a year to, to, get, to get it, um, which to me is well worth the money because of the fact that I, I use it every night. Uh, but that's what it's called. It's called Rain Rain Rain. I think it's called Rain Rain. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, Rain Rain app. There's a big blue drop. Blue droplet <laughs> against the white background. Um, however. I love it, and sound is, is, is integral to my life because I grew up with sound. I love – I played the drums just yesterday, as a matter of fact, for the first time in a couple of weeks because the cat wasn't asleep in my room in the afternoon in my office, <laughs> which is really nice. The drum set sits next to me, and then the cat sits on the couch across from that, and, and when the cat's sleeping, I, I can't wake the cat up. It's not going to happen. Oh, I, t- you know, I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're not going to mess the cat. But if the cat's in another room, I'll shut the doors and I'll get busy for for 20 minutes or so, half an hour. And I found it to be so refreshing, so refreshing. Uh, I've got offers to sit in and play in some with some groups here in town every once in a while. And uh, it always pays to, to keep up because it's a, it's a skill that you want to have. You, you want to maintain that focus, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Maintain the focus. That's where life is. But this is, you know, this is a great conversation. And if if I hope our listeners are are kind of grasping uh, the wonder of what their talents and gifts can actually do for them. You know, we 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 take certain things that we really love for granted because in many cases they don't make us any money. It's not about you get on this train where it's about making a living. And to those people out there who are listening who are actually making a living doing what they love, kudos to you um, because you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, who said that? Mark Twain, was it? I don't know who said that. Anyway, um, your, your, your work is your play. And um, it's, it's kind of like when I'm sitting down with, when, or, or talking with someone uh, who, is, who is unfamiliar with how – uh, they are an alchemist, and it's kind of all new to them that, that they have the ability to control their thoughts, their feelings, their inner conversations, and the responses that they have to what goes on outside of them. So many of us spend the majority of our day allowing outside influences to dictate how we feel, what we're thinking, and what we feel we're capable of. 
and the responses that we have in many cases aren't that great because of that. We, we seem to be like, like fighting against the tide instead of flowing with the tide mm-hmm. of things. And, it's, and it's, uh, life can be so much more fun. And in my view, as souls in, in human form playing out this game we called life, it is, it is my view that, this is, that we're here to, that we've incarnated in order to just engage with a bunch of stuff we can't control so that we can learn to control ourselves. We can learn to understand that what's going on outside of us doesn't have to impact what's going on inside of us. We can be a happy, well-adjusted individual in spite of what's going on outside of us because it, it's, it offers us, every day offers us a plethora of opportunities to remain enthusiastic, to remain um, in the light, to shine, to maintain our, our shine, so to speak, our, our positive vibrations. And it's all about how we decide to, it's all about how we decide to respond to whatever it is. And we recognize that when something's going on with someone else, it is meant for their soul to progress. Mm-hmm. Our progression is, is in how we respond to what they're dealing with. You know, and it, it's, um, I came across a, an interesting uh, two, not one, but two posts today about, about uh, um, someone's grandfather or grandmother who had just passed away. And the wonderful thing about the post is that, is that the people who wrote the post, the, the, the son or daughter or grandfather, daughter or grand, uh, grandson, whatever, who wrote it, that they were focused, the, the post was, they're sorry that they're gone. However, they're happy that they had the opportunity to spend with them, to get to know sure. them. To, mm-hmm. And that's really what it's about. I said, kudos to you. It's amazing. You just, you know, you weren't so busy doing something else in life that you didn't have the opportunity, that you didn't take the time to, to sit and talk with uh, your, uh, your elders and learn from them and uh, to connect with them in a way that was on a deeper level than just, hey, I do and I'm here for Thanksgiving and let's eat, uh, which, you know, the, life goes on. However, the, the earlier we get that relational connection, uh, as Glenn Brooks used to say, is the most important thing about life. It's not the other stuff. It's about how we're connecting with each other. And uh, our goal is to, in my, in my view, is to manage all of this, manage our connection and how we connect with people and make sure that we're doing it in a positive way. And our conversation today about shine is a form of communication to the world, to people around you and to the world. When you're deeply resonating this, this positivity from, uh, from connecting with your talents, your gifts, what you love, your satisfaction in life, your enthusiasm. When you're pushing that out to the world, and it's it's doing you're doing it whether you want to or not, because whether you're you know you're not feeling good, that's going out there. You know when you're feeling uh, hateful or angry, that's going out there. And what we we have this impact on people. Our heart resonates out there, and we can we can really attract into our lives what we really want by putting that out there 
and it will be it will be responded to in a positive way. I had a friend. Let's show this last, last little story. I had a friend. I have a friend who keeps telling me, "I want a girlfriend. I want somebody in my life." You know, I've got a house. I've got some savings. I've got a couple good jobs, and I just want, and I and I said, I told him, I said, then sit down and imagine what it would feel like to have the perfect person in your life. He goes, what? <laughs> to him, it was all like, oh, A plus B, A, B, C, D, E. You know, well, let me go somewhere and find somebody. And, 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 and I said, no, 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 dude, listen. You understand something. You can, meet some, you can meet people anywhere. But have you formulated in your mind the intention to attract somebody into your life that, is, that can, can balance you, that can resonate with you? You have to understand how you're resonating. That's what you need. Otherwise, you're going to attract somebody into your life, uh, as I told them, in my view, that happens to uh, validate how you feel about yourself. And you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, Do, you know, I love myself. If you can't say I love you in the mirror to yourself, how are you going to then do that, say that to someone else when you don't believe it about yourself? You have right. to love yourself. And um, it's funny because I believe it's it this there's this myth out there that we're supposed to go find somebody who can complete us somebody who can fill our void which glenn brooks and i used to have massive <laughs> back and forth about this one you know it's like i said that's 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 focusing on attempting to change somebody or having somebody getting somebody else that can help that can change you now that may happen that's true we do the relationships and things uh, occur f- because both people are in in need of evolution, evolutionary growth. And in my view, that's the case. If you want a happy relationship, though, and a loving relationship, one that lasts for a lifetime, you have to love yourself. Right. You got to love yourself. You got to care about you, and you have to engage in your gifts and your talents. Because there's nothing worse than getting into a relationship where the other person doesn't respect or care about your talents and gifts and only wants you to do what they want to do, what, what brings them joy. They have you give up what you're loving, what, you, what brought you enthusiasm. And I say, let both of you. The best thing I tell married, uh, couples that are about to get married, let me just say this. Don't make each other give up what you love in life. Because... Outside the relationship, what you love is going to make the love in the relationship even deeper. And because you're bringing a positivity to the relationship that's going to enhance every aspect of it, every aspect of it. This whole, you know, we thing. This is what Glenn and I used to say. It's not about the you, it's about the we. And I said, Glenn, no, it's about the you coming together as we. He goes, no, 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 that's, right. that's, it allows that's not it. Allows person to shine, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, you have to shine as an individual. When you shine and they shine doing what they do, and you bring that shine together, each, oh, man, you, the, 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 what, you, what you have then is a, a, a cataclysm of shine, and it's just it's amazing that you both feel so good about yourselves. And in the context of the relationship, it just deepens the love you have for each other and the love that's resonating you know, it's cool. It's cool to all get out. I, I get to. I have the joy of being able to play golf with my girlfriend, who 
I didn't have to force to play golf. She doesn't approach the game the same way I do. I'm a technocrat when it comes to the game. And she's just out there hitting the ball, having a good time, right? So she lives and dies by her, her attitude lives and dies by how she plays. Me, my attitude doesn't live and die by how I play. And I've been able to just simply say, just let her be, let her do her thing, uh, interject. We have, we have a conversation about her play, not on the course, off the course, over dinner, over lunch, over a cocktail. That's fine. Uh, when she's not engaged in the game. The beautiful thing is, though, we can go on vacations and we can take our golf clubs and we can enjoy this thing in beautiful places together along the beach, up in the hills, looking at the ocean. I mean, it's just some of the greatest views that you'll ever find in a destination are really on a golf course, which takes you to places that you wouldn't be. If you're at a beach resort, you're not going to experience the jungle unless you're in a golf course, on a golf course. Mm -hmm. Golf course goes into the jungle and around and then it comes out to the beach. I mean, you're not going to get that. Because you're not going to walk into a, into a jungle that hasn't in some way been prepared for you because it's dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. So we do that in Costa Rica. You go into the jungle, into the rainforest. The, the golf course winds its way through half of it through the rainforest, and you get to see things, monkeys and, uh, of different kinds and all kinds of things. Um, even alligators you see on occasion. Um, some big time, some of them are big, some of them are small, you know, but you just avoid them. Birds, the chirping, the sounds of the jungle. And I get to share that with her. And mm-hmm. the game becomes less important. What's important is we're doing it together and we're, we're, uh, we're feeling where we are. And you get that opportunity to, to do that. So there's a, when you can, as a couple, do something together, enjoy something together, whether it's travel or golf or tennis or whatever it may be, there is there's the beauty of that. However, my girlfriend doesn't play the drums. She doesn't play any music. She doesn't sing. She doesn't do any of that. Uh, that's my thing. And I, she gives me the opportunity to participate in that, and I give her the ability to participate in what she loves. And when she had horses, it was horses. She'd go to the barn. She'd go do her thing. And um, you, you have to have that in a relationship in order for it to, to work properly. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's my kind of feeling about resonance and shine when it comes to relationships. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to express myself. It's beautiful. Well, and I just wanted to mention for our audience, if if you want to tune in to to Frankie Loves Music, it's Frankie, F-R-A-N-K-I, lovemusic.com. And uh, in one of the things on her last two albums, she actually composed the music to 432 Hertz frequency, which is um, a very healing frequency. They consider it to be the frequency of the earth. It's what Stradivarius violins were tuned to. Um, it also is, when you, you know, thinking, Michael, about music that you listen to, I listen to binaural beat music as I fall asleep, and it activates both sides of the brain, and it just helps me go into a very deep sleep. Some nights I only get maybe three hours of sleep, but I wake up completely rested and ready to go through my day because I am receiving that healing on such a deep, deep level. And uh, I, Frankie is going to join us on a, an episode, an upcoming episode. She Please, I'd love it. Clear up our schedule. Um, but I, yeah, I really wanted to have her on because one of the things that she says, and, and it really... For any of our audience members who are 
looking for a sign. What is it I'm supposed to do? I, you know, all these different ideas. I don't know what it is. I, I feel a little bit lost. Just know that each one of us goes through that sort of dark night of the soul. And for Frankie, and and I'm eager to hear her own her tell the story, but you know, she was sort of lost. She was in writing. She was in film school. She didn't wasn't really thinking about becoming a musician, but she had taken piano since she was very young, and she had uh, bought a keyboard, and this gentleman set it up for her, and he basically said, you know, play something. So she played some Beethoven or some Bach, some classical music that she had in her repertoire. And he said to her, he said, no, just play something that comes from you. And Mm -hmm. when she did, he said, wow, that's amazing. And, And it was like all of a sudden, you know, she had these tears of joy because guess what? She found her passion. She found her purpose. Exactly. She knew what it was. Even though that was her first, it was a very her very first song. She never did, never stopped and never looked back. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's what shining is all about. You know, you reach down within you. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing. When you have something that's a part of you that's meant to be brought forth to share with humanity and and it can be something very simple we've talked about it so many different times you know what is it in your creativity is it your smile your gift of kindness whatever it is that you feel guided to that makes you shine do it and and awesome. never have any apologies for it whatsoever or regret <laughs> yeah absolutely. absolutely this has been fun absolutely i've enjoyed this show and we're going to pick this up in a different uh, in a different way next week. I know we are. I know yeah. we are. And I'll let you close out the show because <laughs> time flies. When you might want to just close it out. I think we might be we might be almost over. But I think I think what you said there was absolutely perfect. Um, and I look forward to uh, Carrie, uh, excuse me, Frankie, Frankie Lake being on. Uh, Frankie Love, excuse me, Frankie Love being on uh, because I you know, every day I listen to her music and it's, and it's amazing. Uh, and I encourage every listener out there. And if you want this podcast, uh, it, it, this episode of the podcast, it is, uh, this, this show is a podcast on Connect to Love uh, on uh, Apple and, and Google. Check it out. Listen to it again. Okay. All right? Share okay. it with somebody. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, and mm-hmm. Enjoy a beautiful week of shining. Much love. I will.